everybody. It is high noon here at Mutiny Radio. You're listening to the AltaCast. It's an exciting day. The sun is shining. It's lovely. It's high noon. That's exciting. It's definitely happening right now. Listening to Kope, the Japanese Bjork. Going to be playing some of her SoundCloud underneath things. Feeling like your world is on fire, a flame. I certainly am. I was having a great night last night, but I couldn't stop burning myself. Wow, burning man, burning woman. You know what I'm talking about. I was I was hitting the stove constantly, like it was it was crazy. It doesn't usually happen like that. Anyways, I was taking it as a metaphor for something larger in my life. Also had a dream about I know listening to people's dreams is incredibly boring, but I was in a play. And I had a lot of lines and no one would rehearse with me. And I'm like, ah, but we're all in this play. And everyone's like, well, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be great. Like, no. It takes rehearsal. I like rehearsing. Uh, no rehearsal today on the AlterCast. Just jumping straight into it. Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, not here yet. Not surprising. That's all good. Uh, that might have been her calling on the phone. I should turn that down or off. I'm a... Uh, Terrible host today. Terrible host on the AltaCast. But excited to be here with you guys. Crazy things happening in the world, of course. I don't know how your world's going. Give us a call at 415-550-0511. Let me know if you're okay. It's... The world's on fire. Just everybody, don't forget to breathe. I don't know if you've seen any fights on the bus or people just being generally, like, tense. All the comedians keep doing jokes about, oh, you know how Donald Trump says he's going to take away food stamps. Oh, man. Why do Americans hate poor people so much? Like, I think because it takes poor people to make the country work. I don't understand. I've never really understood economic supply and demand economics and you know why certain things cost so much and others don't and why the packaging like you're spending a lot of money on packaging right now in the marijuana industry and I'm like what is going on with the packaging and like the non-recyclable packaging and that you can't bring it back and fill it up with weed again you've got to just buy another box It's like, take the weed and put it in a jar and then seal that and put that jar inside of a box and put that box inside of another box. And when it arrives, I can't open the damn box. Smash it with a hammer to open it. Is that how it works? All right. Smash my mind with a hammer. Oh, Latoya, where are you, my friend? Uh, I'm going to put together a little bit of awesome new cope from her soundcloud we'll listen to it for a sec i'll look up i'll figure out what's going on i'll figure out if that was latoya calling me but until then it's the altacast Oh, my God. You're flipping. Speaks nothing. 
We tried. We tried to get my dad. We called him on the, we called him on the phone phone, and asked him to talk live on air. And he said no, no. Uh, but he also said he hates Trump, which I didn't know that that was a thing that's that was a happening. Great, that's a great present. That's, that's a that's a yeah. That was a great birthday present from my dad to me, from the old man. Uh, yeah. So here we are with the Altacast back. Yay. Back in effect. And well rested this time. Breaking news. My dad doesn't like Trump. That's wow. That is crazy. Really wanted him to talk live on air. He really did not want to do that. Yesterday was his birthday. It's a it's a big birthday week for people. Um, drummer comedian Aaron Barrett's birthday was on Monday. My dad's birthday was yesterday. Uh, my birthday's coming up. You're October. I'm October 10th. I just met a woman the other night who had the same birthday as me. It was really interesting. She was really cool. And I was like, wow. But she was much, she was much older than me. <laughs> oh, did we, but did we hear? I, I don't know if I announced it last week or if it happened between. I'm going through early onset menopause. Wait, what? I, I missed my first period. I've been getting hot flashes. It's like, like, it is like being on fire. It's like, you know what it's like? It's like, it's like when you drink too much during the and then in the middle of the night you get those sweats that you're like those are gross and it's like yeah yeah, like cold sweats at night because of your but this is during the day and it has nothing to do with alcohol it has to do with my body lighting itself on fire it's like i've dipped my body in 151 alcohol and i'm like You, you really think so I think I'm I'm hitting early onset menopause. Absolutely. Huh. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, <laughs> hey, I didn't have to bleed this month. That was awesome. <laughs> Listening audience is like, oh my god, women bleed. Yes, yes, we do. Menstruation. You put your name on it, but we still bleed. Um, today I wanted to practice my set for Friday in front of you because I am doing seven minutes and I thought I was doing eight minutes and I thought that I'd perfected my set but now I had to cut out a joke because I'm only doing seven minutes um so I want to do that today I'll be the guinea pig yeah yeah because Friday I'm at Cobb's 9 45 if you want to be on the guest list you gotta fucking hit me up by tonight because I have to get that um pre-guest list out super soon. I really hate working Fridays. I miss out on everything. Well, it's just a... I mean, it's, it's... It's a show. It's a show. It's Ostensibly, it's a bring a show, and I'm bringing the crowd. I've got like 25 people on the list. <laughs> 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 I 
but they're free tickets. It's just everybody has to buy two drinks. But all like all my friends are drinkers anyway, so no matter where they go, they're gonna buy drinks. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Well, brought baklava. Today. Yay! Oh, baklava. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's like one of the only sweets I'll eat. Oh. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. I mean, mine as well if they have weed in it. You know. Yeah. Well, well, baklava is delicious, but yeah. I haven't made that in a long time. It's uh, it's time consuming, difficult. So, uh, what happened this week in the news? Why is the world on fire? All right. More so, people, children are dying. Mm, uh, going to hell, but how are you? There wasn't any mass shootings this week, so that's good. Because we predicted cool. that last week, I right. believe. Yeah. And then let's see. I have been I've been actually trying to stay away from the news. Oh, that um, I do know that that Corey Lewandowski dude who works for Trump was questioned by the House committee, and he basically was being an asshole um, to Sheila Jackson, who's the representative of uh, Texas, and he wouldn't answer any of the questions oh, about Trump's crime. So surprise, surprise, surprise. surprise. Uh, let's see, what's another one? It, I mean, oh, oh, oh poor, poor pause con- to the poor connection. I'll show you poor connection. Oh, sorry, sorry, uh, radio people out there. We have a, we're on IG live right now. Um, let's see, what else is going on in the world? I feel like I'm missing something, but I, I've, I've been trying to, uh, oh, oh, here's something awesome. Uh, so California is going to be the state. So for those who like play basketball for, uh, or, or football for any kind of like a university, and you know the universities use the the players' names and what have you on the jerseys, and the players don't get any money from that. Well, California is oh. going to be a state now where it's going to pay the university's players, oh, and that way amazing. they that, that way they get a little bit of the money oh. because there's no guarantee that some of these athletes are going to get into the NBA or in the NFL, sure. and the, the universities make so much fucking money Absolutely. from like using their name on video games sure. and jerseys yeah. in the school. So California is going to start paying i love that yeah yeah because so. they're performing labor i mean sometimes they're getting free education but, but are they not all of them are not all well the and thing is like should be getting some of them are, people are making money off them they should be able to at least make money off themselves because otherwise that's a form of slave slave i mean i guess you can say i mean because if you think about it like the majority house of, them feed them right make them make them make them run run, run for massa yeah that's what they, <laughs> wow perspective i was just thinking about that with the nfl but yeah that is the, these college. universities yeah. yeah and the thing is a lot of these uh athletes <laughs> too terrible. don't come from wealthy backgrounds so you know you have athletes eating couple noodles every night and stuff oh, who can't even afford to eat and then they have to play and then these coaches make millions of dollars too it's terrible so and cup of noodles is not although cheap and a good i mean it's, it's got calories good, it's not a good source when i was of, in college i spent all my money on drugs and didn't have any money for food and so for a month all i ate was top ramen because they were like 10 cents a piece i remember those days and um my fingernails started peeling like they turned yellow and started peeling because i was malnourished you weren't getting the nutrients i wasn't and everything. yeah i was yeah. like my body was like okay Shutting down now. Yeah. Stop eating just like refined white flour. Sometimes I'd get an egg, like, so they were 10 cents a piece, and sometimes I could like sort of like scrounge a, like a green onion off a friend or or a, a little wow. bit of, you know, sesame oil or someone's egg. Be like, hey, can I have an egg? Because I, I mean, that was the problem is I took 
I knew what my budget was, and I didn't at the time know how to make more money, so I just didn't eat. Yeah. <laughs> so and plus, just, when you get food from the cafeteria in the school, it's expensive yeah. as well. So, yeah. I mean, you... And I lived in the apartment, so I had access to a kitchen. So it was different. It was like I didn't have a meal plan or anything like yeah. that. Oof. Yeah, I just had to cook for my, But I love cooking for myself. But the problem is that, you know, when I was 19, I was really irresponsible and I loved acid, which is a cheap drug. So it was like, I mean, it wasn't like I'm, I'm spending all my money on heroin. It was like I was spending my money on... And I was... I was you know, getting some cheap Mecky swag and selling it off so I could have weed for free back in Pam the 90s. Well, I mean, it's been Pam and years. the Nondas. It's legal. It's legal now, so everybody can go fuck themselves. But yeah, in college, I used to get, you know, weed, and I'd I'd get an ounce, and I'd break it up, and I'd get mine for free, and I'd ch- upcharge so that I charged everyone a little so that I could smoke for free. So get I was assuming the risk. Yeah, but I needed to get high and I didn't have the... I mean, I guess I could have charged people more money and actually made money, but I was always like, I'm not a drug dealer. I'm just like hooking up my friends. And so... <laughs> make it acid money. Yeah, well, and but then make an acid money. Yeah, because that stuff was cheap back then. I mean, it was like $3 a hit. You could get like four hits for 10 or three for 10 or something like that. Slashing prices, like yeah. Walmart. I mean, but, but acid used to be inexpensive and now it's like expensive because I guess it's rare or I whatever. can't find any it's I'm still a, schedule be, one it's still like yeah. dangerous or whatever it's not dangerous I wouldn't trust my mental stability right now on acid but. well you just no the thing is that you gotta you just gotta know you're going into it and you have to put yourself in the right situation and it's better not to be alone it's better to be with a person that's gonna like help you out and be cool <laughs> um you know, and it, but it does. I mean, if you, if you're it, whatever state you're in, it's going to heighten that. So if you're like in a fearful state, that's going to be a problem. If you're, but that's the other thing is if you want to confront some of those fears and you know going into it that this is what's going to happen, mm-hmm. then those fears can actually sort of melt down and be realized. Oh, that really wasn't anything. Or if you don't confront them and then they come at you and you're like, ah, there's Satan's in the cupboards, and if I say anything, <laughs> he's going to come out and eat me. So that's scary too. But it's the, it's the mental state you go into it with. So so if you go in with fear, like this is going to be awful and scary, then it's that's exactly what's going to happen because that's the way the mind works with everything. No wonder why your ass ate a couple noodles then. Shit. I, you were high. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was pretty high all the time. But yeah. that's the, so that is the one thing I know. I mean, talking about the athletes again. Yeah. Oh, back you to know, the athletes. But, yeah. yeah. I was not an athlete in college. I, not at all. No. But at least they're getting paid. I yeah. mean, something good. Ca- good on you, California. Yeah. So and let those let those um, football players smoke weed because it's does it somehow reduces brain inflammation or something like that oh, or especially concussions. With the football players. There's some yeah, those poor football players. That's the thing too, is these young kids are sacrificing their bodies, sacrificing their brains, and and that they didn't even know it for so many years that the concussion issue was like such a big thing. Yeah, the CTE. I mean, people didn't even know that this is that, and it was being purposely hidden, and that we were kids are still like in high school running running into each other as hard as they can so they can get a scholarship so they can get a scholarship so they can and then what happens if they don't they just permanently hurt themselves and we're like Ugh, they're and just the, casualties of the football machine and then that's even like with you know the reason why it's they should get 
paid a little bit of something with their names being used and their bodies being used their bodies just think of like they've been if they're in college they've been probably playing for over 15 10 years but like you know when they were kids so already their bodies are already getting like yeah beat up and pop warner football nobody knows what they're doing and maybe the helmets don't fit right and you could be getting concussions all the time and you just tough it out kid tough it out right and, and who knows and you know and this is even before you even get a chance to get into the nfl because there is no guarantee so yeah. wait you went to school in san diego though right yeah you That's, see san diego. You, yeah which is a big school so yeah but we so, didn't yeah. have a football team i don't think you have a basketball team though Yes, we had a basketball team. We were the Tritons. We had a we had a water polo team. We played a lot of internet water polo, uh, internet inner tube, intermural inner tube water polo. That was always very fun. That, that sounds like fun. It is. Ooh, it's really fun. I love the swimmers' inner, bodies. Yeah. Well, but no, there were real there were real water polo players too. But oh. we always played inner tube water polo as intramural stuff. Um, and there was a lot of intramural sports that were fun, but we really didn't have like. I don't ever remember in college going to like see a boop boop. I don't think we we didn't have a football team because I'd remember there being a football like place, but there isn't. Football field? Football field, right. <laughs> You just didn't it's give San it rats Di- ass. Yeah, it's, but it's San, I mean, it's San Diego. It was, you see San Diego is known as like an intellectual school. Um, like medicine and blah, blah, blah. Stuff like stuff. that. So, yeah. Theater, medicine, meow, meow, meow. Yeah. School. So uh, things going on in the world. Uh, there's just terrible pictures of uh, what's his face on the. Oh, the green monster. Yeah. Oh, so here we go. This is cute. The fact check. Fact check. I always enjoy this fact check thing. Uh, they do this uh, CNN. A lot of pe- different people are, are oh, doing it. Fact checking. Anderson Cooper. Uh, President Donald Trump was relentlessly inaccurate last week to the media, to his supporters, and to legislators from his own party. Trump made 87 false claims in all. Jeez. That is the most in the 10 weeks that we've been counting at CNN. It is not, however, an all-time Trump record. He made 240 false claims the week before the 2018 midterm elections, which we counted at the Toronto Star. Trump made 25 of last week's 87 false claims at his campaign rally in North Carolina, 22 in his speech to a threat or to a a retreat, oh, to a retreat for House Republican members of Congress, 19 on Twitter, 18 in exchanges with reporters, two in a speech to a historically black colleges and universities conference, mm-hmm. and one at a briefing on Hurricane Dorian damage. Oh, yeah, because Alabama, it was supposed to hit Alabama, so he drew a Sharpie. Oh, Lord. The most egregious false claim, Iran and the media. Trump said as recently as June that he would meet with Iran with no preconditions. Vice President Mike Pence also said Trump would meet with Iran in a without preconditions. White House Deputy Press Secretary Hogan Jidley, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, and Treasury Secretary Stephen Munchen all said the same. Five days after Pompeo and Munchen both said no preconditions again, Trump tweeted this. The fake news is saying that I am willing to meet with Iran, no conditions. That is an incorrect statement as usual. (laughs) So without preconditions, everybody says no preconditions without preconditions, but that's no conditions. That's so he's saying no preconditions and no conditions are different things. Stupid idiots. So 
I think that what we're dealing with here again is that um, our president has the like reading comprehension of a second grader mm-hmm. and so he doesn't understand that no preconditions and no conditions are the same thing oh there is something he had a rally in new mexico uh a couple days ago and um he was trying to pander to the hispanics and he's like yeah i, I love mexican food yeah yeah <laughs> and it's just like for th- any latinos who trust this dude how could you, you 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 should you you really need therapy yeah but yeah it, well unless the self-hate is real right unless they're like well yeah just jail all the i mean it's just scary that he's like anybody your people up. anybody brown could right now be detained by ice exactly know, and they'd say like just like anyone black can be shot by the popo it's by I, the slave patrol they, i mean the, uh, <laughs> the most revealing false claims victory in north carolina a republican candidate who had trailed in some polls won the ninth district where the 2018 election result had been invalidated because the party faced credible allegations of election fraud and a republican won the third district by more than 24 percentage points slightly exceeding trump's margin in the 2016 election but all this was insufficient for trump who often prefers inaccurate claims to perfectly adequate accurate ones trump decided to insist that the ninth district winner dan bishop was 17 points behind three weeks ago although there's no public evidence that shows this and that the third district winner greg murphy had been anticipated to win by two or three points maybe less though polls had showed him up in double digits so he's just making up he's just making up percentage points and he's just making up information at willy-nilly just because look i'm a businessman when you're a businessman you just sort of say that like it's just the way it works and you just sort of lie to everybody you know and it's true businessmen advertising people say lie sales common even it's so funny because um years ago i had a dude who was living with me and i was helping him out and he was trying to get a job in advertising and he was lying in my apartment. He was not only lying on the couch in my apartment, but he was lying on the phone saying that he was at a business meeting and that he'd gotten another offer before and he had to talk to somebody and this and that. And it's like, he was totally just making shit up. Playing the game. To get, And I'm like, what? Fuck, man. But so that's the thing about business. If if the whole gestalt of business is eh, lie and do whatever, fake it till you make it, lie till you t- lie till you die, do your thing, whatever. I just made that one up. I don't think that's a real one. But <laughs> but just keep saying words, keep saying words, keep saying words, and then people will eventually just believe, believe your you. words. Like wow, this is absurd. Well, that's how dumb his cult is. You know, I mean, they believe everything that he says. He's got. I mean. You know why he says, oh, this word, it's tremendous. Because he doesn't know any other words. The most absurd false claim, the the weather in Fayetteville. Trump likes to talk about the hardship hardships his supporters endure to attend his rallies long lines hot sun last monday it was non-existent rain <laughs> trump encountered stormy weather on the atlantic coast of north carolina about the his first stop of the day he was forced to cancel a planned tour of dorian damage instead of getting a briefing on parked air force one as he ended the briefly briefing, he abruptly pivoted from the destruction in the Bahamas to the line to the line for his rally in Fayetteville, noting that it had rained in the area where he himself was sitting. He said, "So we have people standing in line trying to get into the arena, and I will tell you that they are soaking wet." Uh, they were not wet. 
It was There's 88 no degrees and sunny in Fayetteville, which is 130 miles away from where he was sitting. Here is last week's full list. So he, okay. just, he just changes reality to his own. He He's a fiction. He so believes in his own fiction and his own. He just molds fiction. However, he molds the world. So this is uh, this way it is. Of it's going to be it my was way. For me. It was raining for me. It was obviously 135. It was, they were soaking wet. Why would, why would you lie about dumb, stupid things? Like the what, weather. Like the wet. Why would you? Like, what the it's... fuck is going on? That we have a person who's so non-credible. We can't believe anything he says even about the weather. We were in. <laughs> Like we could be stand right now. If he walked in, he'd be like, "Oh no, it's raining in San Francisco." Or it's not. It's a beautiful sunny draw, day in the mission. Or he'll just draw a sharpie to it and say, "Like, see, I told you, it's raining here." I'm so. I you know I'm really starting to think that 45, and he's a crazy motherfucker and he's absolutely. dumb as fuck. But I'm starting to think. This is dementia, too. No, but this is a plan, because once we can get the American people to believe lies, like, it's the emperor has no clothes, (laughs) you know, there's something desperately wrong, but he's lying to us, we're believing it. Now... Who's we? Well, us as a group, I mean, he's lying, and he's twittering, tweeting. The 36% of his cult believes him. The majority of Americans do not. Thank God. And what he's like... He's like the new Hitler. We're letting him get away with lies. We're letting we're letting this happen. We're not we're not forcing him to show his taxes that show that he made money as a president, Democratic which Party. is an impeach, which is an impeachable offense. He specifically made money off his office of presidency. Mm, the reason that is. we forced Carnegie Mellon out of the proceed of the elections in the twenties is that he was a rich person who was a captain of industry, and now we elect a captain of industry. Oh, now he's a shitty captain, <laughs> but we elect a captain of industry to, and he gets to lie, he gets to make money, he gets to promote and forward his own personal agenda in the number one position that is supposed to be serving the people and the only person he is serving is, is, is himself, himself and his friends and his family and he is turning it into a monarchy and we cannot let this stand. The dude will not abide. I am going to also say I'm, I am blaming the Democrats as well. Well, because they're part of it too because they're because the rich people also. They're the rich people also but they're also letting this happen. Yeah. And as they were letting this happen, they're also probably getting paid as well. Uh, maybe. I mean, I mean, seriously, it's just like grow a pair. Yeah. And, and and like, what do you really think Joe Biden is a really great candidate? The motherfucker can't. Yeah. Last when he was on the debate last week. Oh my God! I saw they got to tank it. us Dude. because they were tanking their own party because yeah. they're like, why not? I mean, hey. Uh, let's pan, let's pander to house. like the women and the gays and the blacks and the Latinos. Yes, let's and pander let's pander to them, to them <laughs> yes. and not and let, not give them a goddamn thing, pander especially black people. Please and pander to us though. Give I us mean, what we deserve. But they're not. Yeah. And I'm and the thing is, it's just like you know Joe Biden. Like there's so much that has, that's come out about him. Like for example, last week they were talking about he made a statement back like in 1976 about slavery. Like a, a journalist asked him about the sins of his. Uh, relatives and he's like well I don't blame the sins of my relatives that was 300 years ago well, well, and he's, 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 he's Jewish is he not so no Biden is, I don't think Biden, Biden is Biden Jewish? no no Bernie Sanders is Jewish Biden isn't Jewish no I think he's Catholic I gotta look this up I thought yeah. Biden was Jewish no I think he's Catholic. I, I thought yeah I think he's a Joe he's a Catholic Biden and I'm recovering Catholic Jewish is Joe Biden is Joe Biden Jewish? 
five Jewish things know about Joe Biden. Is he? Is Joe? I thought it was. Is Joe Biden Jewish? Uh, Joe Biden, U.S. guy. Five Jewish things know. He is. Let's see, let's look at Wikipedia. I've never heard him. I, 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 for some reason, I thought he was Jewish. Uh, he's an American politician who serves as the 47th vice president of the United States. Uh, he's also a Delaware senator, born in Scranton, Pennsylvania, moved oh, to Delaware. Other things blah, 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 about blah, 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 Biden blah, blah, blah. that are coming out. He is the grandpappy of the drug war. In 1981, I believe. He's the grandpappy of the drug war. Yeah. Oh my lord. Yeah. So we know that we know about the Catholic 19- family. I yeah. don't know why. I thought yeah. He was Jewish. Yeah. I knew, I knew, I thought it, Look I at that. that. I'm just. I am the queen of fake news. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like. Tr- I'm like Trumpet over here. Okay. I just. I just don't make you, it up. Don't, uh, don't talk. To, don't talk about yourself like that. I, I mean, come that, on. Don't, but don't yeah. talk about yourself like that. I mean, um, we are. But you should. Everyone but, should know that on the Altacast, we are an opinion-based. Socialist-leaning news program with, with some with, facts. With, 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 we, no, we we're read. definitely off, going off facts. Yeah, but it's it's, it's primarily opinion. opinion yeah. about what's going on in the world. So but don't don't get it twisted. What I'm about to state is a fact about Joe Biden, and we know that he is the construct of the crime bill, the 1994 crime bill. But let's mm. go back to 1981. This is the Reagan's administration, mm. um, whereas even Reagan said. The, um, that Biden was being uh, Biden tagged up with uh, Strong Thurman. Oh my Strong, lord! See, that's the reaction you should get when you hear Strong Thurman, who is a hardcore segrega- segregationist, racist piece of shit. Oh who god. I believe had uh, he had, didn't like the gays either. He didn't like nobody didn't like the unless gays. they're white. He didn't like the blacks. He, he didn't like definitely the women. like Negroes. He didn't. He, he didn't like, like no. He, he's like. But Joe Biden and him were like this. Ooh. And so uh, uh, Strong and Joe uh, tried to pass a bill, I believe in 81 or 82, I could be wrong about the year, but it was in the 80s, early 80s, during the Reagan administration about the um, about the, uh, about the drug war. Hmm. Even Reagan shot it down because it was too harsh it on the penalties. Like, oh, you have, you have this tiny, you have a fingernail sli- sliver of crack, you uh, have to go to jail for five years. So, well, no, even worse than that. I, I have to read it um, but I was just, I have to read about the whole, what was yeah. all in the bill, but knowing that I just kind of took some snippets from what yeah. I read and then, uh, Strom Thurmond and Joe Biden got together again, I believe in 86. And this is like during the height of the drug war. And then in 1989, during the Bush, um, the H, uh, the Herbert Bush administration, um, that's when the crime, or excuse me, the drug war went into like full gear. Yeah. And so that is when the punishable of powder versus rock. Oh shit. Because he basically he wanted to get those thugs off the street yeah. with the rock. How Joe Biden's then, drug policy supercharged the opioid prices. Will 2020 bring essential focus on the Thurman Biden drugs? Oh, there it is. Drugs? There it is. Um, there it is. Yeah. So this is the this Thurman is not fake news. Biden, this is real. Yeah. Like they were their buddies. They were but some sick shit. Um Last week, former Vice President Joe Biden used an appearance before the International Association of Firefighters to stoke media speculation about his entering the 2020 Democratic primary free-for-all. Ready to take anybody on? According to the Real Clear <laughs> Politics poll compendium, which includes Monmouth University survey, blah, 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 blah. Um, 
I want to, where is this, the, the cool stuff? Boop, 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 boop. Oh, here we go, here we go. Um, consider the collateral damage done by the bipartisan effort to push the 1980s led by the bipartisan tag team of Senator Strom Thurmond and Senator Joe Biden to criminalize drug abuse under the guise of getting tough on crime. As recounted by devastating, in a devastating Biden profile by Andrew Cockburn and Harper's, the senators from South Carolina and Delaware crafted a 1984 Comprehensive Crime Control Act, which, among other repressive measures, abolished parole for federal prisoners and cut the amount of time by which sentences could be reduced for good behavior. That's against civil rights. Thurman and Biden followed that up by cheerleading for a passage of the 1986 Anti-Drug Abuse Act and its 1988 follow-on, which cumulatively introduced mandatory sentences for drug possession, recounts Cockburn. Cockburn reminds his readers that Biden later took pride in reminding audiences that through the leadership of Senator Thurman and myself and others, Congress had passed a law mandating a five-year sentence with no parole for anyone caught with a piece of crack cocaine no bigger than a quarter. Five years no bigger than a quarter. A quarter. You could do a quarter in an hour. Stuff the size of a quarter. It's the same thing of like in fucking Texas where if you have more than a handful of weed, it's a felony. Whose mm-hmm. hand? I have tiny hands. What's Is it so- a big yeah. cop hand? Is it a little hand? Is it a baby hand? Whose hand? Put the weed in the baby sand. Now you got a felony. This is what the Democratic Party wants the, right now. A quarter less than a size of a quarter. That's this big. Five years. Five years. Five. For like maybe like what, 20, 40 bucks worth of crack. And you know, and you know who that's aimed toward. You know mm-hmm. who that's named, right? And and when because because they realized in the eighties, we can make money by incarcerating these people, and we can get rid of them by like breaking up their families and, and put them back on the plantation. And they're dicks because they're like, look, we're job creating. Hey, we're making jails. We're creating jobs. That's for, actually yeah. In they're the like, 1980s, this is really really great. We're creating jobs. In the nineteen eighties, that's you're absolutely right. That's when like the uh, the uh, prison system like grew. Exploded. Ex- Exploded and, and so all those making jobs, money, all yep. that building and building contracts, and for con- everybody's making money except the people that are being incarcerated. So it's like you God have people. to have prisoners in order to build prisons. But why can't we build schools? Now I sound like a socialist. I I'm really bummed that Joe. God, see, no, that's the thing, though. This is all a plan because then they say this and they say, oh, so then they build up Joe Biden and they make him the fucking Democratic guy. And then this all comes out and it was like, we don't want just like with Hillary. They build up Hillary. Hillary was great. And then they're like, fuck her. She's a liar. And then everyone goes, she's a liar. And then, well, he's already been. And it's like, but we know that we know that. Trump is a liar. We can go back to the 87 lies he told last week. We can we can look at them. We can say them. We can say, look at these untruths that have come out of his mouth. And and then at the same time, we say, oh, well, Biden's no good. So who's better? Who's worse? What the fuck is going on? I blame the on? DNC and the DDNC who are putting, like, why are you putting, oh, wait, there was a good line on that. Oh, okay, I'll bring it Where, There was a, I'm going to read this last part. <sighs> Uh, let's see. Okay. That, okay, here it is. Um, that is, they created the infamous disparity in penalties between those caught with powder cocaine, white, white people, people, and those carrying crack, black, black people, people, writes Cockburn. Biden also unblushingly um, cited that his and Thur- uh, Thurman's leading role in enacting laws allowing for the execution of drug dealers what? convicted of homicide and expanding this. the practice of civil asset fortures. Oh. Yo, do you remember we right, talked right, about right. that? They can take up they're the, yeah, they for take no your, reason. Yeah. 
just take forty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. They suspect you of even having having something like the kid who was going from New York the ten thousand dollars on the train, and he was going to go make his music record thing, and they just stole his money, and he never got it back. Uh, asset uh, forfeitures. For, 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 for Law enforcement's plunder of property belonging to people suspected of crimes, even if they are neither charged nor convicted. Yeah. So they could just take up to $40,000 from you. And this is, see, why do we, why in America do we this like, is who we, we, want we need to as, keep people poor. Like it's a thing. Like, just, so if you keep people criminals or you make criminality really expansive, then you make jobs off people being criminals. If you keep people poor, then you make, I mean, it doesn't make sense to I me. I just don't understand. It doesn't why build in the economy. We want to keep people poor and disenfranchised. But then we've got Andrew Ye on the other end, who's like, "Give everybody a thousand bucks." Yeah. Now I think he should stay. I think he should be in the cabinet. I don't think he should be president. But I oh, actually at this point, I don't fucking care. Anybody can be president. Let's make a baby president. It doesn't matter. We've got a lying liar. It doesn't matter anymore. What does it matter? Make this record duster president. Yeah. It says a lot. Fine. It makes a statement. Make the record du- absolutely. You know what? I'm just really salty about is working on Obama's campaign in 2008. Why didn't I know this stuff? Yeah. You know, why didn't, I mean, and I'm just kind of like... Oh, because you were helping Biden. He was the vice president. Yeah, well, yeah, because he was none his of running mate. Yeah, none of this came And this is not Biden's first time running. This right. is, I believe, his fourth time. And he's been a senator for years and years yeah, and years. Yeah, exactly. So it's now, like, all of this, I mean... I knew about the crime bill of 1994 because that's the era I remember the most. But seeing as he was the grandpappy well, with his other grandpappy. The thing is, if, if he can come clean and come out and say, hey, this is a thing we did in the 80s. And, you know, I've I've done some racist policies. He and now I can come out and say in these racially charged times where we're coming out of a president who is overtly racist. I'm I'm going to say I think that he could save himself by saying by admitting like by doing the Chelsea Handler by doing the thing of saying hey I'm I'm exploring my own white privilege. Yeah. It's I feel the same way about it. Like I've started to recognize and acknowledge how white privilege has helped me and continues to help me in my life. It's unbelievable and if we don't recognize that then we just keep it as entitlement and then that's a problem well that's what with that the uh, the debates uh last week that's kind of like his chance for what he said about the whole slavery thing and you know i'm not going to sit here and take responsibility or nor uh, my ancestors uh or my my family you know that was a long time ago and fuck that and so Sorry, and, and, because and, and there's never been reparations but but, but but this is what that he made that statement 40 years ago so right. the the person asking the question was like how you how would you rephrase that statement now or how do you feel and yeah. instead of like saying exactly what you would say like i've learned and i've evolved and yeah. i apologize for you know i acknowledge, acknowledge my privilege her, yeah acknowledge that you have been racist acknowledge that you experience white privilege acknowledge what's happened and that there haven't been reparations you, we've got to acknowledge it otherwise it's going to keep building and building because well, he didn't. He didn't do. He didn't. He, you know, he like our president was like being overtly racist and won't acknowledge. Like, wow, we're in a really racially charged time. I, I mean, the immigration policies are so overtly racist, and there's no acknowledgement of that. And we're all we're, we're blind to it. We've got. That's the only thing that's going to make this work is if if the 
new administration who's trying to run to be the administration acknowledges the insanely racist things that are happening right now in policies and acknowledges that we're keeping people poor and we're trying to keep people rich and that there needs to be an overturn of these policies. Right. And even if the, the past comes to haunt you for the future, mm. just like right now. And like the drug war, this is, this is why a lot of families were broken up mm. because of this. Like people yeah. got like 20 year lifetime sentences for a little bit of a rock. Right. And first time fell, I mean, like a, a first time uh, being arrested in contrast to powder cocaine. Right. I mean, and the, the thing is, it basically like, says if you're poor, you go to jail. If you're rich, you get a slap on the wrist. Exactly. And we know what that means. It's, it's just, you got the complexion for the protection. Right. And, I, and that's and not me. And we've got to start recognizing that that's, this is real. It's been um, a pervasive issue in our justice system, which is a non-justice system. It's been a pervasive issue in our, the way we police our people, the way that we view crime, all of that. It is pervasive in the system and we have to recognize it and we that's the only way to change it. I am also too, I'm, I'm gonna go back to the DNC and the DDNC. You, you putting up Joe Biden up is a horrible, horrible, horrible way to lose. I mean, it's a bad idea. Why aren't they backing Elizabeth Warren? I don't know. I mean, I think Elizabeth Warren is uh, like number two. And for those black people who want who because of the majority of older black people like Biden, you guys need to read about y'all were here during this time. Do y'all recall that this motherfucker was doing all this? I think we need a woman in the White House. The White House. I'm I'm more for war, uh, Warren and Sanders. That's just me. We got to talk about that reparations thing, though. Mm. Uh, Bernie, we got to talk about that shit because you gonna give us niggas some money because um, we built this shit. It's true, um, but it, it's it's just. We, but the thing is, reparations can come in the form of many things. Uh, they could be. Uh, Incredibly low interest loans or forgivable loans over time. Uh, there are so many ways that that could be in the form of housing su- uh, subsidies. There's 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 all kinds of that could be in the form of um, like education and wealth. Uh, Welfare is the wrong word. And and um, how about cut the check? Right. That or but with healthcare, there's a way. There's a way to do it too, where we can actually change I, but here's I'm the problem Here, here's the problem yeah, with money. a lot of people not talk, well I'm glad the conversation about reparations is coming up and um, that Marianne Williamson uh, who was who is running who probably won't be running for long I actually like what she said about paying for the sins of what this country has done just like what Germany did to the Jewish people like what during they, the holiday what did they what they paid the Jewish people in Germany and you you don't see any sites of anything that has anything to do with Nazi Germany in Germany that's true too. as for here oh you got shit about the Confederate all over the place just so they rem- remind Nazi you. Symbols too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean just to remind you, just to keep you Negroes in your place. Um, but, but this, like, the policy going back to Joe Biden, it's like, it's sad that a lot of people, and especially black people, don't even realize, like, yo, he's the one that constructed this yeah. and working with strong thurman uh, come on who is a hardcore racist segregationist yeah. really yeah. i don't understand why because why? people say it's tough on crime and drugs are bad and 
and people could literally believe that drugs but are But now bad. we have a whole generation of people my age and younger who grew up in that area that era who didn't have their parents yeah. or oh, broken families yeah. or they you know they were that somehow they were affected affected by the war on drugs uh-huh. exactly Absolutely. so i mean it's just I'm really I'm, mm, I'm going to vote, but I'm really I really just want to burn the Democratic Party. We need a woman Party. in the White House. Yeah. Uh, here's just some more of his lies. The oh, Iraq War. This is 45. Going to going into Iraq was something that he, John Bolton, felt very strongly about, and I disagreed with that decision from the beginning, even though I was a civilian, so nobody cared. Oh, I should be doing his voice. But I was out there. I was outspoken about it. I thought it was a terrible mistake. Here we are many, many, many years later, decades later, and we're still there. And we're acting as policemen. September 11th exchange with reporters oh on meeting on e-cigarettes. So oh during the e-cigarette yes. thing, he starts um, saying that he doesn't think we should be, we ever should have been in Iraq. Facts first. Trump did not outspokenly oppose the Iraq war from the beginning. Radio host Howard Stern asked him in September 2002, are you for invading Iraq? Trump was tentatively supportive, responding, yeah, I guess so. I wish he'd done it the first time was done correctly. And the day after the invasion in March 2003, he said, it looks like a tremendous success from a military standpoint. Trump did not offer a definitive position on the looming war in a Fox News interview in January 2003, saying, either you attack or don't attack. Trump started questioning the war later in 2003, and he was an explicit opponent in an Esquire article published 17 months after the invasion. Everything that this fool has said is like it's either written or on camera or tweeted. Yeah. Yeah, like it's just so many. There's so many facts here. So many facts. NATO. Well, let's see. He's just lying. This is NATO spending. I'm not so interested about NATO though. Venezuela's oh, wealth. Let's, wait, there was are a. Are you interested in NATO? No, no. I was going back with the e-cigarettes thing oh, last yeah. week. There was a funny. Com- well, there's always a comical moment with 45 where they were talking about the e-cigarettes, and he was he mentioned M- Melania's son. Not Melania, he didn't call him. He didn't call Baron his own son. No, no. America's it's... next school shooter, everyone. <laughs> yeah. America's next top school shooter, Baron. That boy wow. is gonna need some. Yeah, he was like, well, Melania's son and I, I. Wow. You know, yeah, like he didn't acknowledge. Wow. That kid's gonna have some issues. Or, or he might be incredibly like adjusted because his mom has a lot of money for. Therapy. No, I think that kid gonna have issues. I, like you don't look if you look at him. He's I'm like, frowning all the time. I love yeah. it. I know he's purposely frowning. Anytime he knows a camera's around, he puts a face on like fuck this shit. Yeah, Venezuela's well. <laughs> this is a country that 15 years ago was one of the wealthiest countries, and now it's dying. They don't have water. They don't have food. They don't have medical. September 11th exchange with reporters on meeting on e-cigarettes. And you know, we're working very hard on a place called Venezuela. 15 years ago, it was one of the wealthiest countries in the world. And today, they don't have food. They don't have water. They don't have anything. September 12th speech to the House Republican member retreat. Facts first. Venezuela was not one of the wealthiest countries 15 years ago. The International Monetary Fund ranked Venezuela 67th in the world in 2004 by GDP per capita at $4,019. Better than more than half the world's countries, but nowhere near the top. Venezuela is one of the richest countries in the world 60 years ago. The richest (laughs) Latin America 40 years ago, but not 20 years ago. 
Oh, I'm sorry. This is a different person. That wasn't Trump. Ricardo Hausman, a former Venezuelan planning minister and central bank board member, said in response to a previous version of this Trump claim. Hausman, now a Howard, Harvard University professor of economic development, was chief economist in the Inter-American Development Bank from 94 to 2000. So... Just straight out, just that's the thing though, is that they're they're not like super lies. They're just like like melding the truth. Like, like it wasn't one of the 15 richest countries, but it was in the middle. So maybe Trump only thinks there are 30 countries in the world, and so that like there's. I I think I think it's a mixed bag of super big lies, to like. Uh, Oh, I, he probably read like some like a little excerpt because he doesn't he read. He watches a lot of TV. I yeah, heard. and because he, he don't read, the motherfucker can't read. Here's here's uh, the Democrats, the Green New Deal, which I'm actually very interested in. I really like the yeah. Green New Deal. Over a hundred Democrats have signed up to support the hundred trillion Green New Deal. That's that's a beauty. No more cows. No more planes. I guess no more people, right? <laughs> September 12th remarks at House Republican Conference. Facts first. The Democrats' Green New Deal environmental resolution does not call for the elimination of cows or planes. <laughs> Trump did not make up this claim out of thin air. A FAQ page that once appeared on the website of a leading Green New Deal proponent, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, called for the government to build out high-speed rail at a scale where air travel stops becoming necessary. In explaining why Green New Deal proponents were aiming to get a net zero carbon emissions in 10 years rather than the more ambitious goal of zero carbon emissions at all, the fact said, we set a goal to get net zero rather than zero emissions in 10 years because we aren't sure that we'll be able to fully get rid of farting cows and airplanes that, that fast. You can read more on the fact here. So it's exactly it. So he read, he read one little snippet and he goes, well, this is the whole thing. This no is exactly planes. right. No, there's no real facts. It's whatever I think at the moment. Like, reality isn't really real unless you think it in your head. My perspective is the only perspective. Democrats in energy. Yet every leading Democrat running for president pledges to ban the energy that drives our economy. If you look what's going on, your way of life is under assault by these people. September 9th <laughs> campaign rally in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Facts first. It's not entirely clear what Trump was talking about. He had spoken about oil and gas moments earlier, but it's clear he was exaggerating. Almost all of the Democratic presidential candidates have told the Washington Post that they would end new fossil fuel extraction on federal land. But that is not the same as a complete ban on the energy that drives our economy. <laughs> Whatever Trump meant, Jesus some of the candidates support a ban on hydraulic fracking, uh, fracturing, also known as fracking, but others do not. Similarly, some will want to ban fossil fuel experts, but some do not. Leading Democrats have made clear that they want to pass policies that will move the country away from fossil fuels. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, for example, says his plan will transform our energy system away from fossil fuels to 100% energy efficient and sustainable energy by 2030 at the latest. Why not? His website says when Bernie is president, he's going to fully transform our energy sector away from fossil fuels, ensuring no one is priced out of this transition. But a transition is not the same as a ban. You know, Bernie, you're killing it. Also, don't kill the planet. Like, just this whole, like, oh, global warming is real. Like, the, global warming is real. The, just, ice, the polar ice caps are melting. The seas are rising. It's so hot now that these crazy um, fish 
from these crazy, crazy fish from Africa are starting to move like into the Greek islands because the Mediterranean is getting so much warmer. warmer. And they're awful fish. If you eat them, you die. And they kill all the good fish. They're the worst. But it's because of is the... Is it carp? No, it's it like does. some crazy fish with big, nasty teeth. It, um, it's really scary stuff. I had some uh, friends of mine that were just in Alaska um, for about a week or so, and they were saying, even in Alaska, it's been unseasonably warm. No more glaciers. Yeah, everything, they said, like, a lot <laughs> of things no have been... more. I'm being hyperbolic. Yeah. But the glaciers are melting. They're melting at a, a, a high rate, and, like... For the for uh, Anchorage to be like in the eighties. Oh my god! Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, also too, we just had the we just had the Hurricane Dorian, and that was a Category Five. So I mean, water's swirling around. Yeah, the wind. I think the miles per hour in some of the places were like two hundred and ten miles per hour. Like that's that's a scary thing. That's a scary, scary fucking sign to me. Yes, you should be scared. So it is a real thing. But here's another tricky. I mean, it's not tricky, but for those non-believers, because we know why they're non-believers, because of fossil fuel. Because they're making money money, off fossil fuel. How are you going to see some of that money if you ain't got no planet? Like, seriously, like how you're going to have all this money, but where where are you going to go? There ain't going to be no, there ain't going to be no earth. The the thing is, certain swaths of land will be okay for a while. There's no guarantee. There's huge other areas that are going to be completely uninhabitable. So people are going to have to move somewhere. We think we got an immigration problem now. Look in 30 years when 10% of the world It just doesn't make sense. Like your greed is like, your greed, it it doesn't make sense to me. You can't be greedy when you ain't got no planet. We move up to the poles. I, I don't know. Uh, here's another lie. A quote from Democratic Republican or Democratic Representative Al Green. Al Green from Texas. He said, he tweeted that this was a quote. If we, we can't beat him, so let's impeach him. Democrat uh, Representative Al Green. That facts first. Green, a Texas congressman, is being misquoted. He told CNN, quote, I never said we can't beat the president. In May, he said this. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. One can argue about how similar or different Green's actual words were to Trump's rendition of them, but it's objectively false for Trump to turn his own words into a supposed direct quote by Green. I I wonder, you know, what made your dad turn around? Like, well, he didn't vote for Trump in the first place. But I I I I I think maybe certain Republicans... Like your, you know, your father have common sense. Maybe you know because this, this he's just. But it, the, this, this is all last week, just lies, and, and that we're all just letting. Uh, there's lies about the weather. There's lies about, and even from a Glasgow wind power and air quality. I'm gonna go into a rich white man's perspective. Like if you know, say I'm like on Wall Street and stuff. Sure, captain of industry. Yeah. There's no guarantee. Like he's fucking with my money because mm. this everything keeps going up and down, up and then you have the tariffs and the trade war, and so like everything is unsettling right now. Super unsettling. And so like it feels it, like the world is on fire. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it is. And it's just like you know, coming from a rich Wall Street white man perspective, I wouldn't like this motherfucker either because I'm like, we're supposed we're supposed to be heading toward a recession because of him, mm. and. And, you know, if I'm putting my money, if I'm investing in something, and yeah, my grandma lost when that, when the dot bomb happened, there are a lot of people that lost a lot of my, my grandma lost like 75% of her portfolio. She had, I mean, it was 
and so many people did. So many people, so many baby pre, ba- parents of the baby, or yeah, ba- parents of the baby boomers. So many of them. Um, no, it wasn't 2000. It was or earlier eight, than that. Or was it, was it 1987? No, it was in the early thousands. Or is it the dot com boom? It was in the 2001. Do, the dot bomb. Yeah. Oh, that was 2001. So, like. Seventy-five percent of her portfolio, and these were these are my grandparents. These are the baby boomers' parents, the people that came back from World War II and worked their asses off, and we're the greatest generation. Of, you know, that's still you know we're really racist and stuff, but the greatest <laughs> generation or whatever. And they'd saved all this money, and they thought they'd done everything right, and the children, their baby boomers, had better living standard than they did, and they were going to retire, and they were going to give all this money away, and then all their money is gone because they believed in the system, and they had Pac Bell and IBM and all of the uh. big stocks that all went yeah so a lot of people and so many people lost their houses during that time so many people who believed in the american dream have been duped because someone else because things happen in the economy like economics and things blow up and then fall apart and all this stuff and this is in 01 we did not even talk about 2008 which we're still kind of and reeling from what's coming up next and and if this big recession happens and then trump what cuts food stamps and says poor people fuck yourselves then what do we do they're they're trying to do it right now i mean certain places are like cutting back on uh they're trying to cut back on like the uh obamacare and what Mm -hmm. have you those red states i I, keep your people healthy and they will continue being able to work for you i mean i mean look at right now what's going on gm they have five fifty thousand people are striking right now thank good because gm has made so much after the recession of 2008 and um the ceos obviously are getting the majority of that money and the people the workers are pissed off like we need a piece of that pie too absolutely you know and especially with health care with their insurance going up labor is key yeah so means of production has the power and that is the crux of marxism but we just have to rise up and say yeah without us without the labor it doesn't work without the people without the labor it's not real or you can just go like robert de niro via via goodfellas fuck you pay me yeah uh a few more lies about wind power and wall of war an air quality and then i'm going to do my set in front of you you're all gonna have to listen uh the reliability of wind Try dropping a windmill someplace close to your house. The energy is intermittent. If you happen to be watching the Democratic debate and the wind isn't blowing, you're not going to see the debate. Charlie, what the hell happened, what the hell happened to the debate? He says, darling, the wind isn't blowing. The goddamn windmill stopped. That windmill stopped. September 12th speech at the House Republican Conference. Facts first. Using wind power as a part of mixed power sources does not cause power outages, as the Federal Department of Energy explained on its website. Studies have shown that the grid can accommodate large penetrations of variable renewable power without sacrificing reliability and without the need for backup generation, the Department of Energy says. The Department of Energy explains that although the power grid operators need to account for the variability that comes with using wind and solar power, they know how to manage since all forms of power generation, including non-renewable sources, may sometimes not operate when called upon. James Manuel, professor and director of the Wind Energy Center at the University of Massachusetts Amherst, said in response to a previous version of this Trump claim, no one is suggesting that wind alone could supply all the electricity in any large electricity network. It could supply a very large fraction, however, with no adverse effects. Didn't he... 
didn't he also say like a couple months ago that the uh, solar panels like cause cancer or something like that yeah yeah something he's fighting matthew quirk has a joke about him fighting windmills and it's like very don quixote but it doesn't work for the audience because uh they're all too stupid (laughs) where where wind turbines are made the wind is very expensive because you put up those windmills i know it very well first of all they're made in germany and they're made in china September 12th speech to House Republican members retreat. He was preaching to the choir, so he was like a big, uh, he was like a fire and brimstone preacher. Facts first. Some wind turbines are made solely in Germany or China, but Trump was inaccurate in omitting the United States from the list of manufacturing companies. The American Wind Energy Association told CNN there are over 500 U.S. factories across 42 states that build components for wind turbines, and over 25,000 Americans have wind-related manufacturing jobs. And that is the future of where the jobs should be going, not to coal. Air quality. Oh, this was more of his September 12th speech to the House Republican member retreat. By the way, today we have the cleanest air. We have the cleanest water that we've ever had in the history of our country. Facts first. By several measures, U.S. air was cleaner under Obama than it's been under Trump. Oops. Three of six types of pollutants identified by the Clean Air Act as toxic to human health were more prevalent in the air as of 2018 than they were before Trump took office, according to Environmental Protection Agency. Additionally, there were more unhealthy air days for sensitive groups in 2018 and 2016. 799 days across the 35 American cities surveyed by the EPA, up from 702. Those were significantly more unhealthy air days in Obama's first term than there have been in Trump's. The lowest amount of unhealthy air days, 598, occurred in 2014 under Obama. Oops. Ooh, lies and the lying liars. Yeah, I wonder, um, like, in the next 10 years, like, what are people going to say about this dude? Like, like what what are the kids going to be like? How, why, how'd you guys live through this? I'm like, I don't yeah. know. Um, I talked to some 11-year-olds. I talked to an 8- and 11-year-old the other day. Uh, I was at Comedy Day, and I hung out with some small children. And... They're even scared. Yeah, they were super scared. And they were like, why we can't vote and Trump is the worst. And why can't we vote? And it's not fair that we can't vote. And our people are messing it up. And and I don't understand. That was like they were just couldn't understand why people would have him be in charge and their children. And it's like from the mouths of babes. Yeah. Because you learn the truth sometimes from children. Seriously. That's true. That's true. I mean, I, I will say this much. It is a kind of a blessing and a curse. Poor connection. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this much. It is a blessing and a curse at the fact that now you have a little like little children paying attention to politics little children which that's really never happened before well i was a little i was kind of political as a kid i mean i was too but like it was not something that oh my god i'm scared of like if dukakis and and herbert bush wins you know the world's gonna end right you know well red dawn scared me more than anything else oh yeah that's 84 hours red dawn it was about i still wolverines the wolverines the russians and the uh, and the cubans so scary so i am going to run out i know it's that it has a there's a hole underneath there no i'm gonna run out and do come out with me because then you'll be like a real audience. Actually, it would be great too if you could if you could time my set. Okay. And at six minutes, 
throw the phone up, hold the phone up at six minutes so that I know that I have a minute left. That'll be great. And uh, I'll run around and do this. Let's see, set. We're going to put up that microphone. We're going to pull around. The, so, yay. Here we go. I'm going to... Let me pull this down too because this is gonna. You run out there. Yeah, I'm gonna run out there. We're all gonna run out there. Uh, please, don't worry about the silence for just a second. Yay! And yay! Well, actually, don't do that yet because I have to. I have to move thing at the. Yeah, here we go. Hey, everybody! I'm gonna do my set. I'm gonna pretend that I'm doing my set at Cobb's this week, and I'm gonna do it for real. And so, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Ready. Ladies and gentlemen, Pam Benjamin. I used to be a cheerleader for God. God, rah, rah, rah. I was actually a cheerleader for Christ. I'm going to need your help with this. Give me a K. Give me an I. Give me an L. Give me an L. Who did the Jews kill? Jesus. Put those nails in my hands. We'll all go to the promised land. Yay! We get 12 mansions in heaven. Yay! The only thing that sucked about being a Christian cheerleader is the skirts are really long, which are not sexy, and that my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity. Also not sexy. Knock, knock. Who's there? Jesus. Jesus. I know. Did that guy exist or what? Is he real? Jesus who? Is he an allegory? He's a real guy. Whole book written about him. Fiction? Truth? Who knows? Jesus who? My favorite Bible verse is actually Leviticus 20.12, which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. I love to be stoned. Also, my ex-father-in-law looked a lot like Barack Obama. Sexy, sexy man, that Barack. You can blame Barack Obama for anything you want. Your smelly dick, porcupines, global warming, whatever. But you cannot blame that bitch for being sexy. Ah, miss me some Barack. You guys miss Barack? You miss him? Yeah. I Wow. I have no idea what's going to happen in 2020. People keep saying, who's going to run? Who's going to run? You know who I want to see run? Forrest Gump. I was running for president. Trump versus Gump, it'll be so amazing. They are such similar candidates, really. I mean, they're both businessmen, except you can still go to a bubblegum shrimp. They both have special needs, about a second grade reading and writing level there. Both Trump and Gump, fictional characters, I'm convinced, fictional characters, except I believe in Forrest Gump, because at least he went to war, right? And where is Donald Trump gonna run anywhere with those bone spurs? He can't, fat McDonald's eating fuck. Fuck that guy! Don't wanna get political, I'm getting too political. But I don't know what to call myself. Words are political, we live in a political time. You know, what do I call myself? I'm a female. I'm a person. I'm a huge man. 
We are all peephole. And I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. It's, you guys can't spell. It's fine. It's spelled, it's spelled with an I. Like, I am a feminist. I, it's just language is political. I, guys, every month, I menstruate. Menstruate. It's the one thing you can literally never do. And you put your name all over it. And you think it's gross. I mean, when you're young and you have sex for the first time, you break your hymen. Hi, men. Hi. Hi, you can all have sex with me now. Hi, men. The one I really do understand uh, is menopause. Because, <laughs> you know, when I'm 55, men are going to pause on me <laughs> before. That's why they're like, whoa, what is, ooh, what is she? Ooh. Men are going to pause. Knock, knock. Feminism. feminism. I can get my own fucking door. Thank you. I think it's a precept of feminism. I don't know. I think it has something to do with equality. I am into equality. I hope you guys get on board with this. I am for equality now. And I say we started with PG-13 movies, right? Because if you cover up the nipple, the erogenous zone, you get to see 180% side boob and butt. Now, what I say is I'd like to see some side scrote for equality, right? We could see some hairy, some long. It'd be great because if the, the balls are cupped and the dick is hard, you can't see. All we get to see is that, that beautiful side scrote for equality. You, you follow me. It's a Martin Scorsese film, you know, and it's Nick Cage starring with his long, long balls. And it's an infinity pool at sunset. And Nick Cage is coming out. And his balls are in the water and his dick is above the stairs. And we get to see that beautiful stained glass, veiny side scrote for equality. Equality now. Equality now. Nope, not on board. Cool. Hey, speaking about uh, balls, guys have been trying to stick the balls in my mouth since 2002, and I say let's deal with my issues. I'm hungry. So if you could dip your nutsack uh, in some marshmallow fluff and then roll one ball in chocolate chips and the other ball in graham cracker crumbs, because if I'm going to have your sweaty nutsack in my mouth, kind of want it to taste like summer camp. <laughs> S'more dick, please. Less balls. S'more dick. I am looking for the right guy. I've always wanted to be with an uncircumcised guy. I want to pull up his dick. I'll pull his foreskin up over his dick. I want to put whiskey in his foreskin. Because I want whiskey dick for real. Can I finally get what I want? It's twofold. One, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are really gross. You gotta clean it all that schmegma. Thank you. I've been Pam Benjamin. How much was it? Six minutes eight seconds, which is perfect because if I if I am not rushing through it and I actually wait for um, laughter from audience response instead of rolling through it, that should be perfect, right? Yeah, I have seven minutes at Cobbs. And so I, I was originally, I had like Melania in there about 
um, after the Barack, I do that thing about she champions bulimia and she's, you know, I show us on the doll where he touched you. What's her voice? I don't know what she sounds like. Melaniani is she from Slovenia or Slovakia? They both border hungry. My God, she's starving. All that stuff. But I feel like side scrotes way funnier and gets a way better reaction. And that, that, that Trump, that Trump gump joke With, yeah, but Trump and Gump is funny. Do you don't you think I don't you like that one? It's new. I mean, it's it's cute and silly. Yeah, yeah. Right, less Trump. But I really like Trump versus Gump because nobody because that rhymes and it's silly. It's just so silly. Yeah. Yeah. And I do the cheers at the beginning because it gets everyone involved, and then yeah, and I I mean I have. Yeah, that, that's that's my it's been my closer for a long time. Yo, many times. This is like it, it's fine. It's just that I want to I want to knock it out of the park. And if I had the this is why I'm doing it today too. Is that I don't know if they're filming me. I don't know. I I don't have any. I mean, Jonathan might use his um, he's used his phone, but I don't have anybody professionally filming. I just got a really great tape from New York, so I'm fine. I don't really need a good a good tape. Um, but it's, I want to practice because I can't perform until Friday because I have, I'm babysitting tomorrow night and I've got like stuff tonight. I've got to work. And so I'm like, ah, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. So thank you guys for letting me run my set. Uh, thank you listening audience for being there. We can go all of us back in and, um, and I got a free show. Yay. I'm going to, I'm not nervous for Friday or anything. I think I'm going to do really well. I just, if I have the opportunity to practice exactly what I want to do, I'm going to do it so that I know exactly what I want to do. And I have it timed out right. So that I don't have any excuses like, Oh, well, if I would have had eight minutes or I didn't choose the right jokes or, you know, I'll be like, no, I fucking chose the right. I feel like it's the right. Yeah. I feel, but I feel like that's, that's the right amount of jokes because if it's six minutes and eight seconds with you two, if I actually like take my time and, and breathe through it and like wait for laughter, which, which was the problem in New York is that I didn't wait for laughter and it wasn't a problem. It was great. It's fine. It's just that I rushed. I just rushed right through. Yeah. And then like, cause then I get to like walk around and be like, yeah, you know, cause it's, if I don't give people time to laugh, then they don't have the opportunity to do so. And then they just, they're like, oh, well, she doesn't expect us to laugh. She's just not going to respect us laughing at her. And so then they get a little turned off. I think that happens too. Like, oh, we don't get to laugh. You don't give us time to laugh. Right. So I got to give it. It's, it's a crazy, like, thing. I, oh my God. Yes. I want to see. And that's the thing is if I can have that super high energy and then cut it with like a chill and relaxed thing. It's a, it works. Cause it's like, Oh, that's an act. That's not who she is. So I've got to like, I kind of mug after the, after the, um, the girls, the girl scout, the cheerleading jokes. Okay. Let's run back in there. Yeah. You can come in too. We're all- Oh, he's ordered food already. Yay. We're back at the AltaCast. We were here all along. Uh, Let's do that. Uh-huh. And, oops. We were uh, here all, right. all We've along. We've got the music. There she Marcus is. Cope in the back. And uh, Warhol's rolling his crazy big joint. 
I'm uh, going to spark up the bowl in a minute. I have, like Yay! I said, the baklava. There's party, some... party. Thank you so much for listening to my set. I feel... I feel uh, like I got a free show. Shit. Yeah. And for you listening audience for... Um, you guys got a free show too. Getting to, uh, listening to my set. I, I mean, it's weird. It's like... Sometimes I don't even remember what I'm doing. Like I just, the, the words are just there. So I'm not going to have a problem. Uh, this is something they send me all the time. Freedom Socialist Party. You guys can check them out on the web. And um, and they're, hey, it's a it's a real thing. Socialism is here. And, but the, they're, they're real, like youth. I mean, I'm a Marxist, but uh, this is, I wanted to read a little thing. When My World Opened, Why I Joined the Freedom Socialist Party by Nellie Wong. And, um, Grow up, get married, have kids, work until I get a real life. Refrains from my youth and young womanhood that I played while being a secretary. Bethlehem Steel Corporation sent me under its educational assistance program to San Francisco State in the early 1970s. My supervisor signed off on two courses, feminist, Asian American, creative writing, English literature, and the like. What relevance did such courses have to do with my secretarial job to treasurer of the Pacific Coast? Would I get promoted to office manager? Would I call my own hours? Would I receive a bigger pension? Well, nothing, no and no. Thrust into college, though only at night, because I was working full-time. Being older in my mid-30s, but actually going to college was a dream long deferred by my scaredy-cat former life. Obedient to my mom's admonishing that our family was too poor to send all seven kids to university. I met the Freedom Socialist Party and its sister organization, Radical Women in Women's Studies, Radical Sisters and Brothers in Asian American Studies, and Earnest Students in English Lit. I was writing feverishly as a newborn student and organizing for the inclusion of women and people of color in English and creative writing departments. I jumped into organizing a full-day conference for International Women's Day, finding voice, letting my silences explode through organizing my world split oem open. I wrote poems, got feedback. A professor told me I should toss my angry stuff into the garbage can. <laughs> to the rescue truly came support from Karen Brodine and Suki Wolf and others in the Women's cau Caucus for Creative Writing and Literature. Don't listen to him, they said. The taste of rebellion and action. Sweet. The women's moment was riding high in the 70s, galvanized by movements for civil rights and ensuing electrifying battles for ethnic studies in third world college. Race, sex, and class, disability and poverty, white supremacy and exclusion, private property and public ownership, bosses and workers, income and housing inequality, ongoing wars, capitalism's inhumane tools for upholding the profit system. I mean, this sounds like what's happening right now, but this is from what was happening in the 70s. 70s. Like, nothing has changed. Joining the FSP was no light decision. I was already too busy, working full-time, married, me, an activist, a thinker, a doer, an organizer. Wherefore art thou? I asked myself over and over. You've got to go where you've never been before, fighting with comrades and combat organization against an economic system that kills and maims, imprisoning people for their radical beliefs or driving while black, smashing the falsehoods of capitalism that one succeeds by robbing the poor and that women must keep their mouths shut to sexual slavery and abuse. Mm. But I did join, rubbing elbows and massaging minds with fighters for equality of emancipation for human race against capitalist greed and terrorism of workers, economic inequality based on the color of one's skin, gender, and disability, homo sapiens of different abilities. 
to participate with full agency against war, against class exploitation, that was for me. I was breaking through. Only a secretary, indeed, a working woman of color, the FSP convinced me that being in a multiracial and multi-generational party of revolutionaries provided opportunities to be a part of the struggle for fear full human liberation. I could not fight alone. Comradeship was key. The most oppressed would lead from theory to action I wanted in. Socialist feminism, as embodied in the program and action of the FSP and radical women, became home. I'm still here, albeit gray-haired with wrinkles and slower steps. Clara Fager, party founder and feminist supreme, said it well. And what better fate can what person carve out, out than participation in the emancipation of humanity? I had few role models in my younger political days, a Chinese-American revolutionary feminist bursting with pride and young comrades across the color lines, actively making struggle for the beautiful and healthy society a reality. No lies, no fiction, true poetry. Leadership lives, lives in multiracial multi organizing for socialism. It's hanging tough. It's being home. All right. Oh, man. And she's still active too. Yeah, she's yes. an old. She's an older so woman. So she's been there for 46, 47 yeah. years. Yeah, I mean, good stuff. Uh, all that stuff. I absolutely, a hundred percent believe that if we don't start talking about socialism, if we don't stop being afraid. Now, I understand in the seventies, this is very scary. Saying you were a communist coming out of the forties and fifties when McCarthyism existed, it's and still people fresh. were, yeah, yeah, Ethel and the two people that were killed, killed. was Ethel and what was what were the names? Oh, oh my Ethel god, and somebody else. I just remember her name was Ethel because it's Rosenberg or Rosen yeah. something. Like in nineteen fifty-two, right? Yeah, they were yeah. they were communists, and so they were killed for treason. It's just crazy that now we've got like people who are being treasonous with Russia, and we're like, oh, just give them more money but they were killing people for treason back then yeah. and communism was considered treason and people were getting blacklisted in hollywood people were getting for having ideas careers. against capitalism and it's so crazy that we call ourselves a free speech space but then we say oh no socialism no capitalism no 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 only only capitalism no no socialism no marxism just just capitalism just pure capitalism is all we can handle and anything else is treason wow Wow. That's kind of so, where we are now a little bit. It's kind of where it's, we are I mean, now. It's everything. It's history repeating itself as well. Ugh. It's so fucking exhausting. This is why people need to read. <laughs> Seriously. Like this was the, the whole McCarthyism was not that long ago. Still kind of fresh. I, I also feel like, again, we always have to talk about the fact of like when people say the word socialism, Again, we already kind of have it here in the United States. And with Bernie Sanders running, people are still afraid of that whole socialism and people are still using Venezuela as an example, which is not, no, it's democratic socialism. There are different forms of so socialism. Yeah. Well, but it's, I, I think the socialism is even the wrong word. I think that it, it, humanism now is, do we care about the rights of human beings? Do we right. care about how they grow, how they are physically grow, how they emotionally grow? How are they going to mentally, emotionally, and physically add to our world as a whole? How are we going to have a stable stability in this country? Right. Well, in, in the world. I mean, yeah. even thinking about what what are what are people worth and and is human worth enough is it does it have to be monetary worth is there intrinsic value to the human spirit does that matter or is it only purely economic and how much you can add 
to our growing economy and what I mean. But you can't grow an economy when everyone is sick, when they don't have health care. You know, when people are in debt because of, you know, they can't afford their health care bills or they're in student debt. So you can't grow an economy. So there's to me now it's starting like it's like there's technically no such thing as capitalism when you add a bunch of sick, poor people. You can't economically develop and be a capitalistic society when you got people dying because of some certain basic needs or having a basic education. So, I mean, I, sh- people, do, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's things are falling apart. And it, I'm scared. I mean, and that's why, I'm like, scared. people, I, I'm glad we did read the Green New Deal on, on yeah. air a Go, couple months ago. I don't remember where, um, which, what, where that date was, but we went through the entire thing, all yeah. four pillars. I 100% believe that removing the yoke of education debt will dramatically oh transform the economy of the United States. Oh my God, yes. It can only help us by... Th- that's the other thing, is that making education cost a lot of money is just putting shackles on information mm-hmm. and saying that, well, only rich people have access to this information. Only rich people have access to these connections. Right. Only you have to be of a certain echelon or a certain background, and that's not what America's supposed to be about. No, that's not how you grow a, a, a economy. That's not how you invest into the future. <laughs> That's not because the fact of when you had at the time when you had when people could go to school reason work. Okay, prime example, fifties and sixties people were able to work at factory jobs or what have you or at GM and have buy a home and send their children off to a college or university without being in debt or putting their house their mortgage up as yeah. collateral that was the time and that was actually the baby boomer generation actually those were the lucky son of a bitches that didn't have to deal with that and so that is how your that's how the ec, uh, economy grew right. and then by that time they graduated they were able to get jobs and then you know you have the whole 80s of the wall street and all that bullshit and you know now you have people like you know you're a gen xer i'm a yeah first generation millennial and you know luckily your generation didn't you guys had a little bit of debt but not as much well, as yes your generation yeah, oh my god and then Body our generation and like and sinker. the 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 house market is hurting because people cuz we're getting older right. and we're at the age where we should be able to afford to buy a home. That is not the case. Right. That is why the housing market is hurting. You're the first generation that isn't doing as well as your parents. Fuck no. Well, and Generation X too. We, yeah. we uh, the majority of us aren't doing as well as our parents. Absolutely, because we're on the decline. You're, um, and because also your generation had to deal with the fact of like a lot of layoffs. Yeah. And then especially after 2008. And yeah. th- there's a thing with two. Uh, personal consulting and everyone thinks that they're worth so much <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of I mean I just talked to a guy last night and he's like I finally got a job I've been out of work for two years and and I was consulting and oh, I owe $35,000 in taxes and I'm like Oof. what Oof. how is that possible Oof. how is that how is Oof. that possible Oof. I know I, anytime someone owes money to the IRS I oof oof scary. I don't. Mm. I'm not. I looked up the economy in the United States and it didn't give me anything interesting. I should do our old trick and see um, see what the world is saying right now. If I put in Biden 
is what do we get out Ooh. oh my god here's what we get biden is biden is senile biden is a moron <laughs> biden is an idiot biden is real biden is done Ooh, so I like all we this. have to do is go in the we go in the search bar and it tells us everything happening so what it, who's the other one how about elizabeth warren 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 is Elizabeth Warren is not a Native American. Elizabeth Warren is an idiot. Elizabeth Warren is a fraud. What? Elizabeth Warren issues. Elizabeth Warren is crazy. Damn, that's even more negative than the Biden. I know, right? Let's, Let's put in Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Jesus Christ. Bernie Sanders is not one positive thing. Huh? Oh, Bernie Sanders is a fraud. Bernie Sanders is an idiot. Bernie Sanders issues. Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat. Bernie Sanders is a communist. Nothing positive there. The algorithm. Bernie is- Sanders is a. I put in an A, and I got Bernie Satter- Sanders is a bum. Bernie Sanders is the fool. Who else is running? Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Let's see. Oh, that flip Kamala Harris is. Kamala Harris is not black. Kamala Harris <laughs> is an idiot. Kamala Harris issues. Kamala Harris is hot. Kamala Harris is a racist. What? Okay, let's get this. Let okay. I'm gonna read a definition because I am so tired of people in my comics, especially on YouTube, that call me a racist and stuff. Because people obviously don't know the fucking definition of what racist is. Okay, or racism. I'm gonna I'm gonna help everyone out right now. Do yet school school them a little bit on that. What is the what definition is racism? of racism? As my phone is, hurry up, phone. I've got to. God damn it. All right, racism. It is a noun. Prejudice, discrimination, or a. Antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. Mm. The belief that all members of each race possesses possesses characteristics or abilities specific to that race, especially so as to distinguish it as inferior or superior to another race. I would say that if you wanted to actually put it on a scale black people are superior in so like all the sports all the all the physical stuff all the all the entertainment and beauty and wonder we're not superior in entertainment that's run by the jews <laughs> sorry we got, we just that's racism. not racist i'm sorry that is what not well that is, we're pointing out facts kamala i put kamala harris is uh and i got kamala harris is a socialist kamala harris is an idiot kamala harris is racist kamala harris is a cop kamala harris yeah, she's is a, cop. a phony yeah she's i want to yeah. see what they say about kamala harris is a racist trump hater kamala harris gets nasty surprise after racist assertion about white men um, really? Yeah, we should totally be asserting. She's married with, to one, but go ahead. So she has intimate details of. Uh, I, I probably, <laughs> I probably feel the same way she does. Yeah, this is this is mad world news. So Wait, this what? must be. Oh God. Uh, Senator Kamala Harris has decided to close out the month of July by tweeting out a statement which backfired massively. After making a racist assertion about white men, the Trump-hating California Democrat got a nasty surprise. Oh, this is one of them Trump's. This was, yeah, absolutely. On average, black women in this country make only 63 cents relative to every dollar white men are paid, wrote Harris, including the hashtag black women equal pay. What's racist? So what's racist about that? Harris, 
has become the Democratic Party's new darling. As the Observer reports, those who supported Hillary Clinton are lining up to endorse Harris for president in 2020. They surely did not intend to throw her party's golden boy under the bus with this ridiculous tweet, but inadvertently, this is precisely what she did. Wait, I don't see the racism. I don't either. It's a fact. Just as women earn less than men argument has been debunked. So that, oh, this is ridiculous. This is is, is some horse shit. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's absolutely true that women make less money. What you can't. You cannot debunk. You can't tell us that we don't make less. Like, that's. It's it's a known fact. It's a known fact. Yeah. That's ridiculous. See, you know we're, not, we're not even going to pass around this fake news. Yeah. You know what's even sad is people read that bullshit and yeah. believe it rather yeah. than, than read something that is actually factual. Yeah. this I love this. She says, it says, because I, I looked up Kamala Harris is racist, but what comes up is actually her pointing out other people's racism. This is from uh, the Washington Examiner. Kamala Harris says uh, Trump is clearly a racist. Yeah. Kamala Harris ripped supporters of Trump who identified with this rhetoric, likening them to the lowest common denominator. California senator and 2020 Democratic presidential candidate torn to fringe members of Trump's base during an appearance Monday in San Diego. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. Just days after 22 people were killed in El Paso by a shooter who had published anti-Hispanic manifesto. Yeah. The fact that we have a president of the United States who is clearly a racist, who has been motivated by speaking to the lowest common denominator, who has been busy using what should be the most powerful tool of the president of the United States, Harris said. She added, because you know when she holds this microphone in her hand, there's a lot she can accomplish by setting perspective, by elevating public discourse, by reminding people the accurate version of history in this country, and by helping people have a vision of the future we can, in which they can both see themselves. Harris has been asked what her hypothetical administration would do to address the country's immigration system. She used the question to claim Trump is manipulating the crisis and that the southern border to beat people down instead of lifting people up. We are better than this, and we are going to help him get out of the White House and go back to his reality television show or wherever he came from. He needs to go back, she said, referencing Trump's own comments about the squad of minority female House Democrats. No, that's not the same thing. Oh, my God. Her opening remarks at an event hosted by the country's largest Latino nonprofit advocacy organization, Harris urged community leaders in the room to continue to fight because they were on the right side of history. Yeah. When all of this is over and this moment passes, we will remember that we were the ones who fought for the best of who this country is. The yeah, senator said. Absolutely. Former President Joe former Vice President Joe Biden, Obama, Obama administration housing secretary Julian Castro and Senators Amy Klubuchar of Minnesota and Bernie Sanders of Vermont also spoke at the gathering. Okay. Yeah. So the Washington Examiner is a very conservative paper in Washington D.C. So fuck them. But again, I don't see the racist. I don't see. Well, so it's basically she was pointing out him the, being, him being a, racist. a racist because it's true. It's because it's factual, and the fact that we are going to be on the right side of, like certain things that she says, I do agree with. That's why I think she's great as a senator, especially because she was part of the D.A. She knows how to question the fuck out of people. At her as president, hell no. But see, they they love to twist the words. They love to twist things, don't they? Yeah. They yeah. they're not that clever though. That's the problem. No, they're not at all. It's uh, things are scary. Oh. Things are scary, and everyone believes everything everybody says. And 
but no one's believing the truth, which is so weird. I have something that we can talk yeah, about, absolutely. and this is on the comedy, politics, racism thing. Yeah. Um, so there was a guy, um, I'm trying to find his name. He's a comedian, and he just joined the cast of SNL. Oh, but they just oh I heard him. about this. Yeah. Yes. I think we should dive into that briefly. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, I, I, what's his name? Sean... Uh, I don't. I. I. He was. He was an Asian, right? No. 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 He, he made something some about. Asian, he made, made some uh, derogatory statements about Asians. He actually said, "Chink." Right. I was in, in a funny way, like talking about no, a chink in the armor, like it was something about funny. like Mulan was in four hundred. She. No. Did, he was. No. He was talking about um, Shane Chi Gills. Yes. Yes. Um. Now everyone is talking about the fact of like how the state of comedy is. Oh, and by the way, you need to watch the Dave Chappelle. I don't know if you've seen the Dave Chappelle Sticks and Stones. I, I didn't like it. I didn't think it was that good. I liked it. I, he didn't get a punchline out until 18 minutes in. I like the uh, the alphabet people. I really that, did. I mean, I really did. The like thing, that. the problem I had with the Dave Chappelle thing is, oh look, another guy who's rich and famous talks about how he's rich and famous. That doesn't excite me. I don't. It was like a TED Talk. It was like, oh, I get to go to a Dave Chappelle TED Talk. Great. That, how great. I, I, I know now I know what you think politically. Uh, fantastic. I actually thought it was hilarious. Um, I didn't. I just didn't get it. SNL newcomer Shane Gills used Asian slur in podcast offers apologize anyone who's actually offended. On the same day that NBC Saturday Night Live cast, in, cast its first ever Asian cast member, a video surfaced in which Sane Gills, another season 45's new hires, used a racial slur while critiquing Chinatown and its culture. In a clip embedded alow from Matt and Shane's secret podcast dated September 2018 and brought to light on Twitter by freelance writer Seth Simmons, Gillis refers to the effing wow. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> while riffing with the co-host Matt McCusker on Chinatown's architecture and restaurants. Gillis and McCusker use, also use racial pronunciations such as derishish and neuters and go on about a fucking hassle of communicating to order with Chinese waiters. So they were just being super racist. I mean, here's the thing. It, it wasn't funny, but I could see why... I mean, I... If he would have put it a different way, he didn't. First of all, you didn't have to say the word chink. Come on, man. You didn't have right. to go there. You don't have to throw a slur in there. The only time you don't it's have to ever worked, the only time it's ever worked, I think, is when a specifically Asian person That's comedically word. uses it, and usually in reference to something metallic, like. That it's because really a, the word chink, as in a chink in the armor or a chink in a metal, or if you're making uh, a statue, you chink, chink, chink away the bits of marble. Right. But that's, it's like, it's the same thing as fag. Like a fag, a faggot a is a bundle, bundle of sticks. sticks. And so if what's you're using a it in the context of faggot, what's as a, a, then what's a nigger? Oh. But that's, that's, just, that's, that's its just, own that's just, just straight a, up. That's just straight slur. up slur. Because it, I mean, yeah. what is it? It comes from, we decided that. People, black people, Kate was night. Did Niger exist as a country back then? Yeah, but it has nothing to do. It has with the nothing country. to do with that. Yeah. And so, it, but That's it was a racist. derivation of n Negro, which also negro, is negro, negro is, from is the Spanish. Spanish. So, but, I even think that like Negro is a really gross sort yeah. of slur kind of word. Yeah, uh, and 
colored we obviously know I mean, that yeah. people of color is fine but colored people Look, colored people is pretty <laughs> yeah. i mean it's you know it's one of those we might have to pop a bomb but you can tell on this one but you can tell with the context of whether it's racist or not now if you're trying to make a joke about the linguistic word chink and you're asian and it's happening okay but if you're saying those dirty blanks or this is if you're saying it with malice and intention of bad stuff then it's not but then all words can be bad but that's the thing is your intention should be nice don't be mean no but then it's comedy mean you know your your intention especially in comedy is the best form of education just like how i'll say george carlin there he there's i remember seeing some of his comedy specials and he broke down the linguistics of the words and some of the slurs yeah and he he didn't just say chink nigger spick he said all of it but he was breaking down the words. It was basically more educational, if anything, rather than just making fun of a culture. I love his retort here. This is what he said on the 12th. I'm a comedian who pushes boundaries. Sometimes I miss. If you go through my 10 years of comedy, most of it is bad. You're going to find a lot of bad misses. I'm happy to apologize to anyone who's actually offended by anything I've said. My intention is never to hurt anyone, but I'm trying to be the best comedian I can be. And sometimes that requires risks. Yeah, but your risk shouldn't be just... So let me tell you my joke that I ended up taking out because I feel like it's too racist and too risky. And it's not... It's Is it racist in it? It's pushing the boundaries of feminism, but then it also sort of makes fun of gay people and then it actually is pretty derogatory toward african-american gentlemen so it's the tag on to the end of i have a joke about cat calling versus complimenting and i start with a an, an older gentleman said girl you got a nice fit on today and i'm like that's a compliment i have a nice outfit i am fit it's a double entendre compliment not a cat call fine with it another guy said You've been living a long time to look 22. That is a compliment. That is not a cat call. I can tell the difference. I walked down the street in the Tenderloin. I was wearing a skirt. And a gentleman said, That's a nice skirt you got on today. Can I get under there and get a sniff? And I was like, wow. That turned from cat calling, from complimenting to cat calling real quick. Also, <laughs> why do you want to smell my skirt? It just smells like my boyfriend's cum. But I guess that no one understands a plowed field better than an African American, old African American gentleman. No one knows better the smell of a freshly plowed field than an elderly African American gentleman. So that is a that is an overt reference <laughs> to I know. It's bad, right? Yeah, it's pretty fucking or bad. Or you could throw Mexican in there now. I could, I could, but then I'd have to change, then I'd have to be like, Olale, can I get under there and get a sniff? Like, so it would be it would be different. But I I've cut it from my I, now I just do can I get in there and get a sniff? Uh, and I say, why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum? That, that's kind of gross and sort of gay. But then that's the other thing is when this I used is, to say sort of gay, I get a laugh. But then that's not smell. This, I mean, this but is, then I'm making fun. Of, am I making fun of gay people? Or am I like, and I'm trying to be funny, but I don't want to punch down on gay people. And you're not trying to punch down. See, this is, this is what I kind of miss about like safe. 10, 15 years ago where these kind of things were kind of okay uh-huh. as long as you yeah. knew the person that you were. I mean, every comedian has done a racist joke. That's just I have but I have sizes jokes. Yeah. I have racist jokes. I, I have, have all kinds of homosexual. Yeah. I, mean, I am like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, but it's, I think it's, 
it's kind of different. I mean, I can see why the audience would be offended. I'm not, because I know you. Right. Well, it's the but, same thing when I wrote that song, and the punchline is, um, I'm Judy Garland, not some fucking dyke. Yeah. And um, my dykey friends are like, that's hilarious. And then dykey people I don't know are like, you're not allowed to use the word dyke. <laughs> and so it's like one of those things where, you, that's our word. and what, Or what, whose word is, I don't know. What if you played one on TV, or you used to play one in art school? Well, people, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've still got... I've got the armpit hair to confuse everyone. I feel like when I'm cooking sometimes and I'm wearing, um, I'm showing my armpit that people think I'm dirty. Oh, God. But I'm not. I took a shower yesterday. Is armpit hair dyed? I don't think. Yeah, no. I think it, I yeah. think, isn't it? It's, I it's thought a it was very, just French Nouveau. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's basically I'm lazy and I don't believe in the societal construct of beauty that we're forced to I think it's time to smoke some weed. I think it is. I think it is. Well, let's succumb I mean, these last four minutes. But to I the will say Kopech this gods. about, I mean, I do feel like people are starting to get really too sensitive about the stuff with comedy. Yeah. I really do. And, you know, the fact of the matter is like, I hate the fact that now you have like, if we, if you become big, someone's going to look into this material. Someone, some asshole who is bored is going to dig in right. to the I, archives. I would love it. They'd yeah. find old AltaCast and be like, you and LaToya called everyone. Yeah. <laughs> everyone gets it. Every, I mean, my thing is that I'm sorry. I, I offend people. I, I hate everyone equally, yeah. including my people and sometimes myself. But my thing is like, I don't mean malice by it, but also like this guy the sean yeah. gillis he was trying to be funny but it's he was uh, i can't i'm sorry there's there's a difference between having two straight white dudes talk about chinatown and Ch- i mean yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there's something about that because i'm like okay you've done this so many times and it's 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 too cheap it's a cheap it's it's too it's, cheap right well yeah why be cheap exactly yeah i mean it, it's if like you're gonna make a joke about words at least make it uh, you got to acknowledge that the words like i said chink in the armor okay to say like it would be fun to write a thing like an actual joke that involves the word faggot but with its real meaning of a bundle of sticks sticks. and if you used chink in the armor and if you used like the word colored in a in a totally appropriate way you could it could actually be a really funny linguistic play on using words that are that have that now have more than one meeting. I mean, I guess cunt will always be cunt. Maybe that would be the punchline like is word. that punch it up on cunt. I used to hate that word, but I love that oh, word I love now. It now. I love it. You know which one I don't like? Gash. I don't like gash for vagina. I don't like oh, that one. Oh, no, that's gross. When they say you're gash. I don't like that. I don't like that, that is, either. No. Yep. What a, you came out of my taco. You're not a ga- gash. Gash. No. Yeah. That, ew. Ooh. Ooh. Cunt sounds strong. Gash yeah. sounds bloody and weak. Ga- yeah. Gash Ugh. sounds like I'm a... Ugh. No, that sounds wounded. Yeah, it sounds wounded. wounded. It sounds wounded. Yeah. You old battle axe. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That was a slur I never really got, but I guess it's when you, if you hit a woman between the legs with an axe, she bleeds from the wound just like she does because, because they call it menstruation, even though they're afraid of it. And it's like the source of our power and wonderment or not since I'm going through early onset menopause. All right, we're going to end this and we're going to smoke some weed. Thank you for joining us on the AltaCast. It's been high noon coming up next. Warhol Kaufman on some call me Tim. I'm super excited 
to have him back in, um, if you, I, I love his joke he did at, at um, Comedy Day. If you believe that we put a man on the moon, then you believe that we don't have black, we've never had a black man on the moon or something like that. Anyways, he'll tell the joke. It's way, way better. <laughs> just killing it. I'm just She's murdering his joke. It. I'm killing his pow, joke. Pow, 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 just, pow. But it's, it's, I remember something about his joke because it's so funny and the way he delivers it is great. He'll tell you in the next hour. So I'm calling me Tim. Thank you, Latoya, for being here as oh, always. Thank you, pal. We'll be back next week. Uh, yay. Bye. You can just press come, play come. on any of those. SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest, and hoodie designs, and mind-bending local bands and shows. Claw Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Claw Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco, Mutiny Radio, listen to live streaming radio, or download a podcast and you can listen on the go, listen to live streaming radio, or download a podcast and you San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Gold Cadillac with the white material. I drove it up here.
and I will cut Hello, the Blake. Shit. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Nine months ago, a small, hand-wrought baton began a journey in John O'Groats, Scotland, packed tenderly into the crusty saddlebags of some adventuress next to her underwear and can opener. At present, the thing is several time zones away, but on its way to San Francisco next month, Friday, October 4th, we will be celebrating its arrival with a party at Moto Guild on Treasure Island. Join us in welcoming the baton and her bearers, the Women's Riders World Relay, to Northern California, making its way back to Europe via everywhere from the furthest reaches of six continents, Europe, the Middle East, Asia, Oceania, and on its way across North and South America, igniting a global sisterhood of inspirational women to promote courage, adventure, unity, and passion for biking. There'll be music, food, entertainment, neat bikes to look at, stories to swap, art to ogle, purchase, and people to meet. Everyone is, of course, invited to bring the whole family admission is free, but bring a few bucks for food, bevies, a raffle, and cool stuff from vendors. On Friday, October 4th, San Francisco will be celebrating the arrival of the Baton in California at Moto Guild on Treasure Island from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Come celebrate your love of the motorcycle and the women who ride them. For more information on the party and other awesome motorcycle-related tidbits, join the Dames Don't Care Motorcycle Collective on Facebook. For lots of information on the relay visit womenridersworldrelay.com hope to see you there at Moto Guild on Friday October 4th with Dames Don't Care Billy Bob you ever want to be funny? Well my dogs think I'm funny Daryl Well I mean you ever want to be like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? 
That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 
1969 gold Cadillac with the white material I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to 